Hip Hop Digital Exposure, episode number 24 with 60 East. Work smarter, no? Don't. A lot of people would use the buckshot approach where they just, you know, shoot at anything and whatever mm-hmm. hits like Lance. No, you use the sniper approach. Know where you want to go, who you want to target, and snipe that person. <laughs> Real stories from today's dopest successful entrepreneurs in the hip hop industry. Join Corey Lee Griffin and today's rhymepreneur give y'all some game. Before we jump in the show, I just wanted to let you know that if you want to get more exposure with your brand and take your promo game to the next level, we're hosting a hip-hop digital exposure workshop this week, and all you have to do is go to bit.ly slash hip-hop exposure. That's bit.ly slash hip-hop exposure. Looking forward to seeing you on the workshop. All right, Hip Hop Digital Nation, let's get started. I'm super excited and ready to introduce my guest today. 60 East, are you ready to flow? Yes, sir. All right, 60 East has been doing uh, music since the early beginning because of his older brothers. And between a a friend's death and the death of his father due to cancer, he started taking his music business seriously which landed him several tours. He's been he's opened up for major artists. He's won awards, and it's actually landed him a spot on the biggest independent hip-hop festival in the world, Paid Dues. And in 2015, this is a year that's wide open for him, so keep your eyes on him, and he's always moving upward. So I've given our listeners just a little overview, 60 East. So if you could just take a minute to tell us about you personally, you feel me, and so that we can get to know you, and then give us an overview of your business and what you do. My name is 60 East. I'm an artist based out of Southern California. I just grew up a hip-hop head, man. Started breakdancing, got into graffiti. But but music is like really what, what had me because my brother was a producer, DJ. And um, I just I was just always around it, man. And like, I, I just fell in love with the art. Um, business-wise, man, I'm a businessman like completely. I went to school for marketing just so I can become a better marketing app as myself. Uh, I went to school for communication so I can become a better performer. Um, I love the business. Like the the more I get into the business, like I start to fall in love with it, and I, I could definitely see myself helping up and coming artists later on in the future. Maybe even being a manager for some of these guys. That's what's up. That's what's up, man. And you know, I I I, I appreciate that. And here at Hip Hop Digital Exposure, we like to start every show off with our guests either favorite success quote or hip hop quote. So it's just our way of just getting the trap moving. You feel me? So 60 East, what's your favorite success quote and how do you apply this to your everyday mentality? Well, I have to say the, my hip hop quote would be rule 4,080, the record industry is shady by KRS one. Yeah. And, um, I mean, just with that mentality at all times keeps me with my guard up, you know what I mean? Like it lets me know that, um, that I have to be on point with my business before anything else. Yeah, yeah, man. I, I definitely agree with that because uh, KRS-One doesn't play around when it comes to, you know, some shady people in, in, in the industry and whatnot. So he really teaches us to step our game up and not allow that to happen and not us not us be victims in this uh, industry, right? We, I mean, because there is a way to make money. Yeah, exactly. So I want to dive into our next topic, man. It's Dust Your Shoulders Off, where, you know, at Hip Hop Digital Exposure, we dive into the journey of our spotlighted entrepreneur. And for all hip hop entrepreneurs, entrepreneurs everywhere, somewhere in that journey lies a time where they fell off. 
So, 60, if you could just tell us a, about a time in your journey where you fell off, give us a story business-wise, and how did you fall off? Start with that story. Well, <clears throat> I mean, first I'd say like my first few projects, I just didn't really take them seriously. I, I didn't put no marketing dollars behind them. I didn't uh, even bother to mix or master them. I was just like, you know, young, cocky rappers. Like, oh, my lyrics are hot, though. It, nothing's going to matter, you know. And... um that kind of set me up for failure at the beginning but um i'd say on a more professional level like after we came back from our first nationwide tour i came back like i had sold everything pretty much everything i had just to be able to go on the tour and not taking my business seriously not having my merchandising and all that ready you know still partying at shows and stuff like that when i got back i got back to nothing but I mean, we had just touched so many different states, and by the time I got back to come back with nothing but, you know, a couple new fans and stuff is cool, but just not having my business right, like, left me left me with nothing, so I feel like I had to learn the hard way to be able to make money in this industry. You really got to grind, and everything's got everything's to gotta make sense, yeah. or else you're just wasting your time. Yeah, and it sounds like, <clears throat> it sounds like you, you were putting a lot of money into a, a, a you know... I, I look at rap and golf in the same kind of situation. Either you can make money from golf, or it could be a real expensive hobby. And I think yep. the same thing's going on with rap. Is that is it? Am I right about that? Where you kind of like, you know, you have more of a hobby than than a real business? Exactly. Yeah, man. That's what's up. What 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 do you think? One clear lesson was that you learned from that experience. Merchandising. Merchandising. Can you elaborate? Like, what, what do you mean by that? So, like, there's artists, you know, there's people on the call that are listening right now. And if you are listening, make sure you, you pull your pens and papers out and, and, and write this down. But, like, what, what do you mean by merchandising? Like, what, what kind of merchandise do you have? And, and what do you what kind of advice do you would you give somebody to start with? Um, merchandise in the, in the music industry is everything, especially nowadays that people aren't buying music. They want to buy something that, that still represents you. Like, they want to give you your money. If you give them an experience they're never going to forget, they want to give you money for something. You know, yeah. they want something to go home with that says 60 East on it or, you know, whatever your name is. So, like, I, I was taking notes from vets like Tech 9, man, and the people mm -hmm. that have been doing it and been successful. And Tech 9, um, I saw an interview where he said merchandise is 50% of his annual income, 25% is from, like, music and endorsements and the other 25 percent is touring well can you say that one more time because i think people need to write that down one more time <laughs> yeah okay yeah, I, i'm not sure if the the statistics are right but it, it was broke down to 50 percent merchandising 25 percent touring and 25 percent came from endorsements and music yeah. that's te tech nine's annual income how do you feel about that with your business do you, is it is it kind of like head on with that since you started your merchandising yeah man um merchandise makes up for for a lot of our annual income that that's actually our biggest money maker to date yeah on all, on all levels yeah that's what's up that's and what's not up. only not only does it does it make money but it's promoting your brand like no other because these people are walking around with posters <laughs> on their chest and on their heads and everything you know promoting the people are seeing this wherever they're at you know they could be in a different country different continent and they're seeing your your brand. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> Why do you, what, what do you think you're like? You know, with with your failure and everything with with merchandising, what what kind of advice would you give? You know, um, 
an artist that you know they got they got a fan base would you what kind of advice would you give them to start merchandising like you know would you start with t-shirts i mean that's what everybody's doing but you know do you have any advice on that um i'd say be creative have have your logo have your image down know your target audience know know who you're promoting to so you'll know what to promote yeah um for example um i have with my album coming out it's um it's a real inspirational motivational project and i wrote it from the perspective of a college student mm. so that's kind of my target market for the for the project so a lot of the merchandise i'm doing for the project is stuff students can use at school like pens and notepads and mm. stuff like that i like that i like that that's really really um business savvy you know <laughs> Another another example. I'm sorry to cut you off, but oh, another example would be um Wiz Khalifa when he dropped the Rolling Papers. You know, mm-hmm. he he had Rolling Papers that come with the CD case because he knew the people that are buying his album smoke weed. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then you know his affiliate, who's from out here in the Bay Area, uh, Burner. You know, with the whole cookie movement, I'm actually yep, I have exactly. a rolling tray of his <laughs> right in front of me. You know? So. Um, all that man that that's what's up man and so i want to transition into you know our next our next topic and you know at some point in your journey a light bulb moment came on you know this aha moment and and it's and it which a dope idea that you that you turned into you know success let's hear the events leading up to that light bulb moment um well it'd be the failures man like we had spent a whole year um, trying to get on a music festival and um, we went on this tour and it was kind of like some people were laughing at us because we went on the tour and like you know we were being kind of funny about it like all like sleeping on couches and stuff like that and we yeah. were joking about it you know what I mean just getting the laugh out of it because as musicians and artists like that's the grind like art like the industry understands that but people that just see it they're like oh man you know like they don't get it so um, when they seen I feel like when people seen that and when I came back and I had nothing and I just kept pushing and people, everyone backed out on me, like everyone, everyone that, that was all for it at the last, like when things got crunch time, no one was there to be found and I was the only one still pushing and, and you know, we got it. I got, I got that call from, from MERS, man. It's crazy story. Like, um, <clears throat> the Monday before, uh, they announced the paid, the whole paid dues lineup, they had announced the headliners like in January, which were TDE, Macklemore, Ryan Lewis, Joey Badass, Talib Kweli, Immortal Technique, and uh, and several others, and Hobson and, and a bunch more. But um, we had not got any word, and they were already making the announcement on Wednesday, and it's the Monday before that. And um, we, no one, like even my own team was like, you know what, I think it's time to start moving on to something else. And I still had, like, a feeling in my heart that we had, like, a chance. So I had compiled all the documentary footage we got while on the tour in South by Southwest and everything we did for the whole year. And I put it together in a 15-minute documentary. And um, I didn't have Wi-Fi at the apartment I was staying at. So I had to go to the local, like, coffee shop and sit in there and upload this 15-minute YouTube video. Mm. And at a coffee shop's Wi-Fi, you know, that took like eight, nine hours. Yeah, I was going to say, it didn't take you 15 <laughs> minutes. Yeah, yeah, dude. And, um, okay, I was waiting there. I was waiting there just doing it right. 
And the whole time I'm just thinking, I'm like, man, we're not going to get on this festival. We just made ourselves look stupid. Like, like people ain't going to take us serious now. And I was just, the whole nine hours was just negative. <laughs> and uh, the video was around 97%. And I'm just like, I'm just working on my laptop, whatever. And then uh, I see my phone goes off and it says, you, you got a message from MERS on Twitter. And I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> Wow. And then I seen he followed me, and I was like, oh, man. So I go to my Twitter, and I check my DM, and he said, congratulations, man. Um, you guys you guys got selected for pay dues. Oh, send, send, send me your contact info. And I was like, wow, dude. Like, I couldn't even respond at the moment because, like, just, you know, I was just, like, so ecstatic. I had to, like, walk out of the coffee shop and just, like, <laughs> I, just, I was just so excited. Yeah, I had to take a breather, man. I kind of, like, yelled out loud. And I just walked in. I let the let the video finish, and like I just ran into my apartment and like woke my roommates up. Like, hey man, we got we on man, we on now. <laughs> yeah, that's what's yeah, up, man. man. Yeah, I, from then from then on, it's it's been on, man. It's been a whole different game. And how was the moment? I mean, because you were on stage, right? I mean, you were in in at pay dues. Did you have some learning experiences there, and some some you know some moments where you felt like you know you had some real aha moments there too? At, at the actual event? Yeah, I mean, um, I mean, the whole experience, I, I, I say pay dues is, like, to this day, like, the best day of my life, because that, that was a dream come true, and we have it documented, like, from, from start to finish, so it's like, I, I used, I was watching that video, like, every day, and, saying. um, and just, yeah, I mean, the whole experience, just, like, just doing meet and greets, like, having a trailer next to all these major artists, being backstage with all these artists, being on the same level compared to these artists, doing interviews with all these major websites, like, I mean, just everything was, was just a dream come true, man, mm. like, the, the whole day was an aha moment, I, I didn't not have a smile on my face the whole day. <laughs> yeah, man. What, what do you think was one clear lesson that you learned from that whole experience, that whole journey? That's, that was a great story. Um, grind, man. With, with, with hard work, man, comes, um, you know, comes a lot. Like, hard work doesn't go unnoticed. Yeah. And, and everybody that's listening, you know, really, really, if you, if you, you know, what I got from that experience was not, don't quit. I mean, it, it was like three feet from gold. You could have yeah, quit. Man. Also, work smarter, no? Don't a lot of people use the buckshot approach where they just you know shoot at anything and whatever mm -hmm. hits like glance. No, you use the sniper approach. Know where you want to go, who you want to target, and snipe that person. Yeah, <laughs> they go straight for them. And speaking of working smart, how do you feel about the internet and, and how it's helped artists like yourself with your business? Man, the internet changed the game. It 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 made the world a lot smaller it made it a lot easier to find who you want to find mm -hmm. and a lot easier to get their attention like um in 2012 like instagram was barely like becoming what it is now so it wasn't it wasn't as big and there wasn't as many people on it and um i mean we basically found who we needed to, who were the the shot callers of everything and we targeted them like mm -hmm. for every day all day every day <laughs> and how and what what kind of strategies and and um you know strategy and what kind of plan do you have for your social media campaign you know some some light that you could shed maybe behind the scenes on what you do with your business um with social media as far as myself i've been noticing um 
especially in this day and age, it's all about interaction, inter- interacting with your fans and being being able to be touchable. Like these people, like you need to give them something that these other artists aren't giving them. So a lot of the times, like I'll deliver merchandise to people like personally. And they like they won't believe it, you know. And now they got they'll take a picture with you. It's like a personal meet and greet. And um, you know they go and tell their friends like, hey, like this guy came mm. and delivered the shit to my door, like. And you know it just it makes for a better experience versus just getting like a package in the mail from an artist that you spend all this money on that doesn't give you the time of day. Yeah. So I've been noticing people people really dig that that personal relationship where they can feel like like they know you and they're like oh I want to support him like because he shows love. You guys really 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 rewind this and listen <laughs> to what Sixty East is saying. I mean, I wanted to kind of touch on that because when I'm working with clients one on one, you know, in my mentoring program, that's something that I always stress is let's focus on the fan experience the fan experience you know so that that is awesome man that you actually have that kind of mindset and that you're bringing it into the point to where you're running a business you know like we were talking about earlier you're not it's not a hobby so this is serious for you you know um thank you thank you for that bro thank you for that i think they can really really take heed of that and you know people that are that are kind of hesitant to get in a website you know um we were talking before the show and you were telling me you know you were you know you you're you're kind of just getting on the website hype am i right about that yeah i mean i have been on um my label has a website and you know i've just been in basically on there and i would drive all my traffic there but as my brand started to build i realized that you know i need my own launching site and my own traffic and all that yeah would you suggest maybe let's say an artist is just getting started would you rather have them do what you did first or do you think you could have you would have gotten a website in the beginning especially knowing how i'm pretty sure it was simple to set up yeah i mean i'd recommend having your own website but before having your website i'd recommend having having everything else that you need for the website from right. press press picks to videos to quality music to a bio to to press to you know tour dates all that stuff yeah yeah that's because good websites you know websites cost money so you don't want you want to be making money from your website also yes you want to have a not a brochure right yeah. a live brochure you want a live uh marketing machine that's bringing in return on investments that's what's up What's one thing that's exciting you about your business today, man? Um, just seeing just seeing how people are responding to the music nowadays. Mm. Just just I mean, I people would always say that that content is everything. And then for a long time I got confused with the whether it's touring or marketing or image or whatever it is. At the end of the day, content is everything. Good good music will sell itself. Mhm. Yeah, man. Absolutely. Absolutely, man. And, you know, I noticed, too, that uh, there's what what are called little tribes going on. Almost like, you know, how Grateful Dead has a cult. Yes. Uh, all these artists are starting to have these little tribes. So, like, for, you, for like yourself, I noticed, you know, just looking at your social media. I mean, you got diehard fans, man. You got people that really respect you. And so I know it's a blessing to have that. You know, and there's people that are listening to this call. It's all about building your brand and your audience, and you'll, you know, start having these raving fans. You know, so 60 East, I'm glad that you're, that you're doing it the right way. 
Yeah. Thank you, man. Appreciate it. What vision do you have for you, for the future? Going worldwide, expanding the brand. Yeah. More music. I I mean I I I'm fortunate to have gotten where I've gotten without releasing a lot of music. Mm-hmm. And um, that's definitely something I I want to change. I, I this whole month, like I mean this whole year, I want to release like maybe a video every other month, if not every month. Okay. And oh, um, yeah, just just visuals. I mean, especially with this generation, you know, it's like people's ex- attention spans are gone so fast. Oh. So I mean, aside, I don't want to sound stereotypical with trying to stay relevant because I don't really believe in that. But I mean, I want to, you know, just just do as much as I can because you know the the clock's always ticking. Man, you're doing the right thing. There's nothing wrong with staying in people's face. Yeah. You know, there's nothing wrong with staying in people's face. And, and, you know, like like you said, you know, attention spans are gone and there's a big Internet black hole. And so, you know, especially in the hip hop industry. So it's it, it, it's it's you know, you're you're on the right track. You're you're definitely a leader in the game where, you know, artists can follow you and really learn how to just not stay relevant but it's called stay in your fans face like you said you know you targeted you're targeting certain niches you're bringing out merchandise so you're really running a business filling a need which is it's a it's a musical need you know we need music i i know i do you know yeah I, I don't know too many people that that could live without it so you know it's definitely it's definitely something that people needs and and you're on the right track man it's powerful and 60 East, you know, we've reached my favorite part of the show where we're going to enter in the freestyle lightning round. But before we do that, let's just think. I'm just going to thank a couple of our sponsors. Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook download and 30 day free trial at onlinerapmarketing.com slash audio. That's onlinerapmarketing.com slash A U D I O. Look, a lot of people say putting out your music is king, and that is true. But let me ask you this. What do people see before they listen to your music, before they go to your website or read your blog? They see the logo. They see the design. They see what your site looks like. They see your visuals. So it is super important that you get the right stuff done and that you have a design that you that you love. You know, if you're looking for a logo, a website, anything, a T-shirt, a car wrap, whatever your design needs, Go to 99designs.com slash go slash hip hop. And not only will you get great quality designs, great services as well, but you'll be able to work with multiple designers. It's real cool and it's real fun and it's super fast. You can get your design in seven days. If you go to 99designs.com slash go slash hip hop. You'll get a $99 power pack of services for free today. You know, go check it out. I've used the services myself. I love it. I have, sometimes I let my audience vote. Family members help me out. And and that helps out a lot. You know, again, go to 99designs.com slash go slash hip hop yeah man we're back and this is where i'm going to provide you a series of questions and you can come back at us hip hop digital nation with some dope ass answers does that sound like a plan yes sir all right man what was holding you back from becoming a hip hop entrepreneur believing in myself man i I just 
I mean, I had seen so many people fail at it, and uh, I just, I mean, I just didn't believe, man, until I got pushed against the boards, and I had no other choice. Yeah. What's the best advice you've ever received? Grind. I love it. Can you share one of your personal habits that you believe contributes to your success? I live on my email. That's I live up. on it. Emails, emails, everything these days. Keep it. That's what's up, man. And do you have an internet resource like a Dropbox that you're just in love with that you would share with our with our listeners? Um, Google, Google's everything. Yeah. <laughs> but um, no. Aside from Google, I like um. There's a site called SitesLike.com. SitesLike. Com. Yeah, so so say if you like, um, you just go to it and you look up allhiphop.com, mm-hmm. it'll give you 50 sites that are just like it. Mm, that's sick. Yeah. Especially for like advertising. Yeah, I, I really dig it when I'm looking for like blogs or whatever. I'm going to have to look into that, man. And, um, you know, Hip Hop Digital Nation, you can find the links to this resource and everything else that we've been chatting about in today's episode by just going to onlinerapmarketing.com slash 60 East. That's onlinerapmarketing.com slash 60 East. If you could recommend one book for our listeners, what would it be? The 22 Laws of Marketing. Mm. I don't remember the author, but um, no, that's yeah, that's, cool. that's the title. That's what's up, man. Do you, do you know if it's on audio? I don't. A lot of people, you know, uh, they listen to all them audio. So Hip Hop Digital Nation, if you haven't already, you can get this book, this audio version, um, or any book you want for free just by going to onlinerapmarketing.com slash audio, onlinerapmarketing.com slash audio. That's, you know, so 60 East, the next question. It's the last of the lightning round, but I love it. Imagine you woke up tomorrow morning. In a brand new world, identical to Earth, but you knew no one. Your career is what you're doing right now to eat, but you still have all the experience and knowledge you currently have, right? Your food and shelter is taken care of, but all you have is a laptop and 500 bucks, okay? What would you do in the next seven days to become successful? Do I have Wi-Fi at my spot? (laughs) <laughs> um. Yeah, and you got Wi-Fi. Oh, but so I don't even got to go nowhere. That that's more than I've had on this planet. Man. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I've had less and done more. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, man, I get get to work on my laptop, man. Get on, get online. What would you start? What would be like the the steps? Um, I mean, I'm assuming that I'm working on a project. So if I'm either recording, writing the project, I'd get to work on that. Yeah. Or, you know, depending on what stage of the project it is, I'd either be promoting, getting ready for touring, getting ready for press, booking something or, yeah. you know, something like that. Using that 500 for a plane ticket to get to where my next show. Okay. That's what's up, man. So 60 East, I've truly enjoyed listening to your journey and the stories that you shared were inspiring. If you could give Hip Hop Digital Nation one parting piece of guidance and share the best way that we could find you. And then we're just going to say our goodbyes. Best way to find me is 60east.net, S-I-X-T-Y east.net. Just launched this month. It's got everything you need to know. My one piece of advice to anybody is grind. Work 
hard. Work harder than anyone else. Don't matter if you're better. Don't matter if you're worse. As long as you're working harder, you're going to get noticed. Yeah, man. I love that. I love it, man. And 60 East Hip Hop Digital Nations, well aware that they can find all the links to everything of value that we mentioned in today's episode by just going to onlinerapmarketing.com, clicking on the podcast tab, and finding you in the archive. So 60 East, thank you for being so generous with your time, expertise, your experience. Hip Hop Digital Nation, we salute you, and we're going to keep it rocking. Yo, what's up? This is Corey Lee Griffin, and I'm just letting you know that there is an opportunity for you to work with me one-on-one. And if you are interested in doing that to expand your brand, to get more profits online, just hit me up at Corey at OnlineRapMarketing.com. That's C-O-R-E-Y at OnlineRapMarketing.com. And take a listen to one of my clients, what they got to say about the services that I provide. This is entrepreneur Adam Carson coming to you guys, owner and operator of Coat Films and Coat Creative. I uh, want to take a second to let you guys know about my guy, Corey Griffin. Uh, met this guy on Twitter. I uh, was in the, uh, on the hunt for some good online rap marketing strategies. Uh, came across them, uh, hooked up with his online rap marketing website, uh, opened a lot of his emails that he was uh, sending out regarding the music business and uh, different ways that us uh, as business owners are failing to uh, monetize um, our business. So um, uh, definitely invested into Corey um, to trust in him. It was definitely worth the money, uh, worth the investment. Um, I now have, uh, I'm building a list for, for my artist um, email list and uh, we are getting leads. We are getting conversions. We are uh, selling merch on our website now. Um, so I'm no longer looking at this as a hobby. Uh, this has became an official business after dealing with Corey. And, uh, you know, he's also kept me on track with uh, some of my personal goals that I've had over time, but uh, have been able to be able to accomplish them. So uh, um, shout out to Corey, man. Uh, and you guys out there looking for a great online marketing guy that uh, has your best interest, I would definitely recommend Corey Griffin to you. Um, um, uh Best wishes to you guys. Uh, make sure you get in contact with them. Thank you for joining us today and head over to onlineratmarketing.com for our dope blog articles, resources, and just some good value. Follow your dreams, cash out, and keep flowing. Yeah.
on a prison tier. I just got off work, man. I just wanted a beer. You ain't fooling no one. You think we fucking stupid? Give us all the money if you don't want your life ruined. We know who you are, so don't make no sudden movements. I ain't do shit, and they just started shooting. Man, I was chilling in the alley, I saw my brother murdered The cops set his ass up, they even planted a burner He got out the hood now, he's a hard worker Just got home from a bitch, served for being a burglar Cops robbed him for his wallet and money in his pocket Cause he used to serve the city and have the strip popping Let the city know, if they ain't getting a profit Then they promise you gonna end up in a coffin After the funeral, I went straight to his closet Found his block in a box and I started a cock it Went to the block and they gave me one option Said you could be your main man Just take out the talking They killed your brother You better show no pity dog So we all got in the car And rode to city hall Seen him outside He was making a call So I ran up and sprayed His fucking brains on the wall And now my team got caught Plotting the revenge Shot the cops in the back of the head And now he's dead Only 13 got to get sent to the state pen Now it's life in the system Death sentence pending Hurts worse than the day the father hit me and left me I wish it could stop The pain is never ending In church every day Praying for a blessing Stressing out about how I'm gonna put food in the mouth Of my grandchild self And pay for this house When I don't got a job My kids were paying the rent Not a citizen either And I'm already in debt So I lost self-respect And started hooking on the corner Till the day I got raped Beaten and tortured Came home and knew I couldn't do this any longer So I slit my own wrist In front of my grandchild